0: Welcome to the Make Better Photos and Videos podcast. I'm Ross.
1: And I'm Gordon.
0: This time we're going to go to the video side of the house. Although really, we probably shouldn't be separating them like Montagues and Capulets. You like that one? That's uh, Uh, it. Educated you are. (laughs) Educated you are. Stills and video are just two different ways of imaging. But it strikes me as odd that there is this visible generational gap between those who do stills and those who do video and those who appear to avoid video as if it might result in demonic possession.
1: Oh, my. A little
0: cranky today, are No, not cranky. Just sad about seeing how many missed opportunities are out there by folks who don't use the incredible video op- capabilities and the cameras that they already own.
1: Well, that's that's true. But uh, some of this is multi factorial. There's the, the, the overall thinking is that video is complicated and uh, the lighting is an issue and, and I think that uh, some of this we've touched on in the past but the mindset is a big part of this because still photographers just don't think in video. It's not well taught and those who are learning it sort of think of it as a second language and they think of it in a very rudimentary fashion. They're going to take a video, they, they know they're going to take a video, they're thinking iPhone and they're not thinking of setting up the video to the same extent that they would do a still image. And their exposure to available video equipment is hit and miss. And their perception is that it's large, it's expensive, and it's complex.
0: Well, I don't think that though anything you've said is untrue. Certainly there's been an imbalance between still photography training opportunities and video training opportunities. You go into a camera store and they may be capable of talking about stills cameras, but unless you get somebody who's into video, you're right. It seems a little foggy and there's a lot of hyperbole used and certainly the gear, it does sound like a a (laughs) long-awaited trip into bankruptcy uh, Mm -hmm. if you listen to some folks. But what we'll talk about today is just adding some lighting to make your videos look nicer. And I'm going to submit that it's easier even than flash because it's whizzy beak. What you see is what you're going to get. What you see in the viewfinder or on the LCD is what you're actually going to get in the recording even before you hit record. And that has always been one of the complaints about flash. Well, I don't know how it's going to turn out, okay? I don't buy that one because we know that storage is so damn expensive that that one burned frame to get a proper flash exposure is not going to kill anybody. But there is a beauty to continuous light. We see exactly what we're going to see.
1: Well, yeah, I go, I go with all that, yeah. But we all have a perception that this video equipment and video lighting takes um, a lot of effort and training and wires and uh, that it can't really be that simple. But I was wondering earlier today that as things stand with our cell phones and our ability to do videos really easily, yeah, it looks like and our perception is that we, we require a lot of skills and a lot of equipment. And earlier today, I was thinking about this, and I said, in our experience with just shooting video with our cell phones, I was wondering under what sort of circumstances we would think about adding lighting to a video to improve, improve the image. And I think we talked about this in, essentially, it's the same places where you would use a flash in still photography.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Do I think I need more light, if you think uh-huh. so?
1: If you think so, you need more light. Then, you do, or uh, you. I think you also made the point that in we don't think about it maybe to the extent because in video you're not as concerned with high ISO or you. You said it was called
0: gain. Well, we refer to we refer to the dial that we use as ISO for our stills. Right, it's performing a different function in video. Okay, the function it's performing is called gain. Okay. We're still using the ISO dial. Right. But gain is really a question of how sensitive to light we are making the camera for the purpose of recording video. And the outcome is really different because if you think about it, those who get freaked out by noise in a still are spending a lot of time looking at a single frame. Mm-hmm. But even rudimentary video is firing 30 frames per second past you. Right. There is no time to think about noise. Right. And there's movement, there's something happening. And so there's a different point of interest. Consequently, it is perfectly reasonable to say that an ISO that would concern us for a still is never going to concern us for a video. Okay. So if we use the example that you and I had talked about, if a photographer says, I'm not comfortable using my camera with an ISO higher than, I don't know, 3,200. Right. That's an irrelevant number when it comes to video. Okay. Okay they could use a much higher ISO. The question comes back to, should I use light? And is it, but I won't because I think it's complex, but it doesn't have to be. Right. Lighting is, I'd say it's simple. I mean, think about it this way. You have a camera, you're taking stills, you're inside, you don't have time or space to set up a whole bunch of gear. And like, it's a family get together, something you put the flash in the hot shoe You point the flash at the ceiling and you take photographs and they look pretty darn nice. Mm -hmm. They're crisper. They've got nicer color than if all we use was the light that was already there. The ambient light or the available light or whatever the hell you want to call it. Right. Well, if we're doing a video, turn on the video light. Right. And it's like a flash, except it's on all the time. Right. You see what you're going to get, and I mean, what's the worst thing that can happen is you've got the light on the camera and you point it right at the people, and it won't be horrible. Right. Maybe it's a bit flat. Worst case,
1: Right.
0: it is actually that simple. And that's why I think that in a lot of cases, video lighting is easier than my beloved flash.
1: Right. I, I think where uh, people probably don't... Know this. I know when I I started reading up about this, and I was quite amazed actually at the amount of hot shoe mounted lights they were talking about. And I had never actually considered this. I knew the panels existed existed, but I didn't think of them in that context. But then the question arises: that if it really is that simple, why is it cloaked in words like color temperature, the stuff that is available? Panel lighting, small panels, mini cubes, etc. And it sounds, once you start getting into that, it sounds really complex. But then I thought about it some more and said, just hold on a minute, because these things that we're all to- to- talking about and we're afraid of, these are concepts that we have dealt with when using strobes or flash in our still photography. So it's not that different. But I think making the jump, from the concept of lighting for still photography into video is what is stumping us.
0: Okay, I, I accept that that's, that is that is factually so. So let's go back in time just for a sec. When most people started doing still photography, at some point they said, I need more light. And they went into the camera store. And at the time, they had an option called flash. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. did they know anything about flash? And they heard flash buzzwords and all that maybe less so than today Mm -hmm. because there's a lot more buzz and noise but we bought a flash we put it on the camera and we used it or we didn't video is that simple and all that terminology you're right serves to create confusion when it doesn't need to right so let's try to knit that out when we're talking about video lights we are talking today not 5 10 15 20 years ago About a panel of LEDs. Okay. Everybody knows what an LED light is. Yep. Today you go to the store to buy a bulb for your lamp and it's an LED light. You get an LED. (laughs) So we already understand that. It's just a way of providing light. Okay. A panel can be, or has to be, if it's a panel, multiple LEDs. Right. Powered at the same time. Ah, the panel. And so the larger the panel and the more LEDs... The softer the light. Hey, wait. Same principle. It's exactly the same thing (laughs) as stills. Right. It really is. And what you want, what any of us want, is as big a panel with as many LEDs as I'm prepared to carry around with me. Okay. Because a giant LED panel is no good to me if I'm never going to take it with me and use it. Right. Right? Now, if I'm shooting video with my camera on a tripod, while the camera's not moving, I'm not moving, maybe I could put a bigger panel on a light stand. But I'm going to suggest that that's another step. We're not making, like okay, most of us are not making television shows or cinema.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You know, we don't have big cameras on tracks and rails and focus pullers. All those gigas that you talked about is creating complexity and fear. we got a person, one person with Mm -hmm. a camera and that person is often mobile mm-hmm. capturing images by walking around right something that you do every day well now you could do you can do exactly the same thing with video and just as you might carry a flash you would possibly carry one of these led panels so you can throw it in the pocket of your camera bag you've always got it with you right it's pretty simple
1: so that again this was surprise to me is that we've got these things that you know, you can stick some batteries into it, and suddenly you've got a portable light source. And because the vision has been of, to provide video lighting, you had to have a battery that was about the size of a car battery and it had a gazillion wires running out to, over so you can trip over them. And you had to go by yourself a trailer to carry all this stuff around. But apparently this is not true.
0: If it's 1950, that's all true. It's not 1950? <laughs> It would depend on who you're talking to, (laughs) let me tell you. But back in the day, we had big halogen lights and they needed massive amounts of power. And if they ran on batteries at all, it was actually a brick of car battery. Okay. So yeah, the trailer was necessary. I mean, think about what we power our devices with today. We've got these little laptops that run for 17 hours Yep. and they've got a built-in battery. So a portable video light could have a built-in lithium-ion battery. They're going to be Not very powerful, but I find it much more useful to get the kind that take, you know, you can click a battery on and off. And now you're talking about something maybe twice the size of the battery in your camera. Right. So if you think of the size of the battery that's in your camera, think of something that's double that thickness. Right. And there's a battery for a video light. And that's going to give you hours of performance. That's not a trailer.
1: Nope, not a trailer. Unless
0: it's maybe a Barbie trailer, you know. (laughs)
1: Uh, anybody make the make the batteries that you prefer?
0: Well, this is the wonderful thing about these are batteries for lights, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to be lithium. Okay. They're going to be rechargeable. Right. They have no smarts in them, so there's none of that hosing of the pocketbook that happens with camera batteries. Okay. Well, you know you can't use a third-party battery in your camera because polar ice caps will melt and oh, your camera will. Sony created a battery a battery format called NP. Right. And it came in different sizes. I like the NP970. They are bigger batteries. They are, oh, two by three inches by one.
1: Oh, dear. Oh, oh massive.
0: But I can get a pair of those with a charger for around 60 bucks on Amazon. Okay. They don't have to be smart batteries. They've got no special circuitry. They're generic. Right. They don't have special chips in. You plug them into the charger, they're charged. You plug them onto the back of the light and you go. Okay. Okay. And it's, it's pretty simple. And the nice thing about them is they will, those same batteries, because of standardization, if we shop smart, it's the same battery on a small video light, you know, maybe one that's 9 inches diagonal, to one that is 16 inches diagonal. Right. So they're reusable if you choose to get more than one size panel. Right. So uh, this
1: is this this is all eye-opening and uh, opening up a whole different, kettle of fish, probably for me, because I know what I'm going to do. But what about the lights themselves? We know, or we should know, about things like flash output, how powerful they are. We know about assessing the power by a guide number. But once we get confronted with LEDs, lumens, how much in the term of, terms of lumens is... A good light versus a mediocre versus an awful light. Now, 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 we're, now we're in a different, different playing field.
0: Think about it this way. If you go to the store to buy a bulb for your lamp, you buy an LED light and it says it's 9 watts, but has kind of the brightness of a 60-watt incandescent lamp. Okay. That's fine. You're trying to replace that 60-watt incandescent lamp. Right. Or the 100-watt incandescent lamp whatever and you think about oh I get that how bright that is so what we're now starting to see is led panels that say it's 18 watts of light lumens are the measure of the light using a logarithmic function at a difference of half a meter
1: oh that was definitely illuminating
0: (laughs) not at all
1: so it's kind
0: of like what i say about flash how much power do you want as much as you can possibly handle in the size right so you could do the same thing with the video light you know like oh it's a thousand lumen okay how many light bulbs is that like (laughs) i like that one you know and plug it in and turn it on and you're gonna tell and those those little lights they they look to the eye super bright yes They're not as bright as we think about when we think about the power of flash. But we're not trying to do the same thing with them either. Video is motion. We're not trying to freeze action. Right. So how much light is enough? It's however much you can bring. I don't worry about that. And I wouldn't encourage people to worry about the lumen count so much. I mean, if you're buying panels to light a television show, you got a different kind of problem, Yeah, guys. but you got a
1: different ballgame.
0: Man. Yeah, like we're not even talking on the same planet here. So I want to get a panel that's as big as I'm willing to carry because I'm concerned about the quality of the light in something that I could put on the camera if I had to. And I can throw it in a camera bag. And if I want to mount it to a stand, I can do that well, then that's great. And then the only other thing I'm looking at is how consistent is the light going to be over time? Right. And consistent in brightness and consistent in color. Because you brought up earlier the concern about, well, what about color temperature? Right. Okay. Again, it's another one of those words. Like you asked earlier, what is CRI? Yes. It's a number that the vendor assigns to themselves that says how consistent... The color remains over time while the light is powered up. That's cool. it. Pretty much full cookies. Okay. But they're all going to say something around 95% or higher. And all that means is that the color temperature over a span of battery life on that light is going to be within 95% color temperature. Right. Guess what? You can't see that You can't see that. And do we have something in the camera that manages color temperature now? Oh, yes. We do. <laughs> What's that called?
1: Oh, it's called
0: white balance. Yeah, uh, Yeah. exactly. Automatic white balance works great. We've proven it for years. We don't have to worry about it when it comes to video lights. In fact, when it comes to video lights, I don't have a whole lot of use for video lights that are vericolor or bicolor. It basically, it means that some of the LEDs are clear and some of them are colored orange. Well, I look, I looked around the house. I don't have anything that's tungsten-powered anymore. Right. I got nothing that's 3,200 Kelvin. So why would I buy a video light to match lights that I don't have? Yep. That's pointless. Please, I'll have all-white LEDs all the time. And if they give me the 95% for the whole time they're on of 5,500K daylight, mm-hmm. I'm in really, really freaking yeah. good shape. yes. I don't have anything to worry about that. Set the camera to auto light balance and use the video light as my dominant source. And then the only color I need is daylight. No, that's not to say I don't have video panels that are continuously variable color, because they came that way. And you know how often I've turned them off fifty five hundred? That's a once number. You, once
1: one. you figured out what they were doing, probably never. Never. So that one that you've got up there, what well, you could use that to light the room? Absolutely. Or? So just in case uh, people are wondering what I'm looking at out here, the, there is a
0: light. It's a Godox LP260.
1: That's nice. Co- co-
0: costs about 100 bucks.
1: And it's about the size of a MacBook uh, screen, maybe a little bigger than that. And if that lights up a whole room and you've got it aimed at the ceiling? I do. Okay, then. So now we have a MacBook Pro-sized screen that's shining light onto a white ceiling that's going to light up this whole room with reflected light. This is awesome.
0: It's just like a flash, right?
1: Yeah. Like in it's the other It's a flash room. that doesn't go out. This is perfect. It, I just turn it on. And once again, you came up with the name Godox. They seem to be everywhere.
0: My experience with them is that they produce very high quality, high reliability product, very cost-effectively. Right. So, so, yeah, I look, I'll admit it. I've got six of those things.
1: This doesn't surprise me.
0: Because they're, they're not expensive. And when I'm doing, you know, setup shots, like for broadcast right. or for YouTube, I could put two of those on stands. I got four people on a desk <laughs> talking to each other. Right. Beautiful light's done. Alright,
1: so you mentioned that these the the big thing with these lights as well, you can either put them uh, on a light stand, you can put them on your camera, you can get the biggest panel you can feel like carrying. But doesn't this all get kind of heavy and awkward to try and use? Because frequently we're switching between using a camera as a still camera and then taking video in, in the next shot. Uh, so... Well, that's why I like
0: the small panels. They mount on the hot shoe. Okay. They're not taking up a lot of space. So, for example, I looked at one that was a nine-inch diag. So that means it was about, think about a four-by-six photograph. That doesn't take up a lot of space. Mm -hmm. And it came with a mount to put it on the hot shoe. Right. And you turn it on when you need it, and you turn it off when you don't. Right. It doesn't get a lot simpler, and it's lightweight. It's very light. You're not talking yeah. about something that weighs a ton, because there's no traditional bulbs, and there's no traditional power supply. Right. The heaviest thing in a light, the battery.
1: And we've already talked about the battery. Yeah, and the batteries, batteries are small, they're compact. So what about... Uh, you you'd briefly touched on panels seem to be your first choice. Whoever they're made by, you'll have to do some research to see which ones get a good rating. But what about things that are being touted uh, on every YouTube video you turn on? Things like Lumi cubes or small, compact, high-powered cubes of some variety. Those of any use of any sort? How many LEDs? Um, There's one bulb in it. One? Maybe? I don't know. I don't don't know. I don't know.
0: I own a couple of Luma Cubes, and they are an interesting concept, but each one only has one LED. Okay. They're certainly not as bright as a lamp, although they appear so when they're two inches from your eyeball. (laughs) Yes. And the light is very harsh because it's a point source. Now, I could certainly mount that to the hot shoe. Right. I could tape it to my head but there's no difference between that and one literally one of those headbands with six right. LEDs in a little in a little circle right you can only get so much light out of a single LED now what I do think the lumen cubes are kind of nice for stills because you can throw one in the bag they take up no space right you're crawling around on the ground you found a really interesting mushroom and you want to get the colors of underneath it right well okay I could do that I would probably do that with a flash yeah I was just gonna say wait. but If I had one of these, I could turn it on and play with the light right? and maybe light that up without having to use my flash. I wouldn't do that. That actually takes me longer than using the flash. But that's where these little guys are designed. Right. And they're designed to go on action cameras. You know, like use it with a GoPro or something like that. Or even use it with your... Camera phone, but remember the inverse square law always apply. After about two feet, there ain't no You light. don't
1: have no, don't have much light. Sure,
0: it literally is about the number of LEDs.
1: I've also wondered whether all of these uh, light sources are they sort of single function? Because I seem to remember reading something in a review that said they could a they could have a flash component. So if you have a, or have purchased a separate trigger, that panel could in fact become flash for your camera or if you're not using it as a light you can use it as a as a power source for your other devices your your cell phone or well, whatever sure, because else because
0: it's, it's just a lithium battery right so if it's got a usb port on it you could probably use a jumper pack for your smart you're not going to get a lot out of it no it's really small yeah probably no different Go. than one of those but cigarette size supplementary power packs right. that you can get you know, for eight bucks or something like So you're spending an awful lot of money for supplementary power. Right. I'm not saying that they're not useful. I think if you're doing really small subjects like insects. Right. Uh, either as stills or as short clips, that might be all the light you need because relative to the size of the subject, the source could be bigger or smaller. Mm-hmm. I can probably get it in pretty close. Mm-hmm. So it's very mobile. But I have to admit, I bought into the hype behind these things. They're okay for limited purposes. Had I been thinking, I would have gone with smaller panels instead and been much better off right okay you know for what for the price of the luma cube i could have gotten a little manfrotto thing that instead of one led had eight okay that's a hell of a lot more light my error and while i think it's an interesting concept you know all you see is well we'll just well i can gang five of them or six of them together yeah you know what for the price of that i could buy a Why 500 you... led light panel <laughs> That has more um, so, uh, than six LEDs.
1: Talking about, talking about the cost of these things, so people that are just getting into this, what, what would they be looking to spend on a reasonable light source?
0: Well, it, it's going to depend on the size, obviously. Mm-hmm. My suggestion is start with something that's got about nine inches of diagonal room. If you if you go in that route and mm-hmm. you look on Amazon, you're looking at about 100 bucks for the lamp, which will include the AC power. Engine. Okay. Now, that won't include the batteries, but like, as I said... A pair of batteries and a charger is gonna be a, about another sixty dollars. And that's gonna keep you busy for quite some period of time. Right. And if you went instead of the nine seventy batteries, you went to the seven series or the five fifty series. The batteries are smaller, so they cost a little less. For me, if figure if I figure if I'm going to put the thing in, in my bag and I'm out shooting for the day, I might as well have as much battery power as possible yep. for a very minor amount of excess. So not expensive. You sure don't have to spend thousands of dollars on your LED
1: panel. Well, I think you've opened up the whole new field that seems to be well worthwhile exploring this and incorporating video into your, your daily shooting. It is It's a really good way to get your story
0: across. It really is. I appreciate you saying that for the simple reason that it's not either or. It's and. Still, Zan video. They go together. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, just a few weeks
1: ago, we were a whole group of us went out to a nature walk, and there were two sets of swans in the lake. There were some trumpeter swans, and there were some mute swans. And they don't like each other. And one went after the other. And I was shooting action. I was shooting at bursts, getting the birds doing their thing. But it suddenly dawned on me, there's a little red button on my camera. I can go directly from shooting a still to pressing a red button and having the video of the birds in action and coming down and threatening to devour the other swans. Yeah. Which you can't convey any other way than by action.
0: I I think about it back when I was a kid, and there was this television show called The Wonderful World of Disney.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: And in the opening, they had all manner of short images. Now, it was film. Yeah. But it was the same thing. There was a Slow motion of a flower rope. There were ze- zebras or zebras running in on the veld. There were giraffes, sharks swimming in the sea. Yep. There were, it was all motion. Now, could you make nice stills in any of those situations? Absolutely, you could. But there is something visceral and engaging about video. Mm-hmm. Or film, you feel like you can be part of it. I mean, we don't sit around at night looking at still pictures. Most <laughs> folks spend their time watching television. Yep. That's just video. Or going to the cinema and that's just video. No, that's not to say that there isn't great work and talent and skill that goes into it. It's just a different approach to conveying the story. Right. The reason that I think that throwing one of these little lights in your bag is a good idea is it might encourage you to shoot a little bit more video and then share it with people. Hey, we were out today. We saw these trumpeter swans and these mute swans. And yes, I got some great still pictures, but you've got to see the interaction between Right, and then you post up the video, and okay, where do I post video? Everywhere today.
1: Everywhere you want.
0: Yeah, you know, you can put it on TikTok, whatever that is. You can put it on Instagram if you use that. You can get your own freaking YouTube channel, costs nothing. Yep. And put up your little videos there. There are millions of people doing it. It's not hard.
1: Yeah, it used to used to be, but you know, if somebody my age can start doing this. Then, yeah I'd strongly encourage everybody to get involved in combining your stills with your videos. If you I know Macintosh does this and it does it really well. it gives you a whole program over there that says, yeah, put it all on here. iMovie and I believe.
0: Even Windows has had basic video in it for a while. Okay. You know, and if you're keeping your PC up to date and you're on Windows 11, in fact, they just did an update to Windows 11 that even improves the video editing even more. There you go. Native, doesn't cost anything. And very short learning curve because it's made to be simple. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be an editor to use it. Right. Well, you can't do everything that you could do in an editor. But if you didn't know what you're going to do anyway, what difference? There's no reason to hammer nails into your skull. Right. So does this make sense, Gordon? This, I think, makes a whole lot of sense.
1: And if it encourages people to get out and start shooting video and combining it, so much the better.
0: Well, thanks very much, Gordon. As always, for the Make Better Photos and Videos podcast, I'm Ross. I'm Gordon. We will speak to you again real soon.